Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Scott Corelli. You can find me on social media at Scott Corelli. Uh, or you can listen to all my podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. You can't do both. It's just one or the other, guys. Come yeah. on. Make up your minds and uh, Either or. One it. or the yeah. other. Come on. Yeah. You can only have one web browser open. One <laughs> tab. One tab open. You got you to gotta make your decisions wisely. When were, when were multiple tabs, when was that a thing? Always? You know, I remember when there was only one tab. Yeah, I don't remember. Like, when that, that whole... Firefox, I think, introduced Yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. it yeah. was Firefox. Yeah. All right, yeah. anyway. Um, today, we're talking about minute number 19 of Suicide Squad, and the minute's going to start out... I just wrote June Moon, just because I wanted to write that. I wanted to write it, I wanted to say it. June Moon. June Moon. June Moon. June Moon. I knew it was coming. Did you? I knew it. It it clicked for like one split second. Anyway, the minute's going to end with uh, Amanda Waller's presentation of the Enchantress's heart. Is it introduced in this one? Is it not? No. no. Oh, jeez. Spoiler alert. All right. How's this minute end? I got some hot takes for you guys. Oh, this minute ends by her getting, I guess, possessed, the starting of... I guess she she gets possessed. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Uh, Host body and whatnot. It ends with them searching the cave. That's what it ends. Perfect. See, that's why I I asked if Scott had this minute. He said yes, and it works. (laughs) It starts with June Moon walking through (laughs) the jungle and ends with uh, Amanda Waller's people searching the cave. Perfect. So, (laughs) I don't even need to do this job anymore. (laughs) <laughs> My first hot take is, this is how this movie was supposed to start. Yep, 100%. Oh, totally. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, n- yeah. not even a second guess, this was the opening. Like, yes. that was it. That's exploration in This is the first America, time wherever. in this movie that the Stephen Price score is being used. Oh, is it playing And in it's this? amazing. Yeah, dude, yeah. we just watched the movie. Like, we just watched this minute. Oh, listen. Okay, well, the minute just restarted. But right, I'm you not can gonna, hear. You're not going to. It's yeah. just dead air. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. I hear some music. There's hear, some. There's, oh, there's another instrument. I heard a violin. Whoa. Which we're already on a better start. Blowing here. my mind. But yes, this. I love this scene, but it's cut down into a montage, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And I think yep. this is. There's so much money put into this entire scene. Looking through the art book. When she falls down the cave, mm-hmm. they literally built like two rock walls and put them together, and it was like this giant chasm. And throughout this book, in her dossier, and even in this fake, they have like a textbook article that they created for her, and it it talks about how she's lost. She gets trapped in this ca- in this chasm that she falls down in for like a split second, mm-hmm. and. There's like multiple, not just one, but multiple concept arts of her in this in this chasm that she's supposed to fall down. So she's literally supposed to have like a 127 hours moment where she's stuck. And then she like her only way is to go down and down and down this thing. And then she ends up in this this uh, this tomb, this catacomb. Are all three of us sour about this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think, I think this is, uh, I think it's terrible what they did to, to butcher the start of this movie. Um, I honestly, I really think that this, uh, this, this trailer house that edited this movie should be ashamed of themselves because um, this is awful. 
Uh, that that all being said, even in the David Ayer cut, there's a few things in this that I'm just like, uh, I mean, like for one, there's no way, there's no way I believe this actress as an archaeologist. <laughs> like this, this 19 year old actress is not a doctor. Like she's just not, <laughs> um, never in a million years would I believe that. Uh, number Maybe one, number two, no, no, well, no, it literally says Dr. June moon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the other bit of this that really bothers me is there is no way, no way that an archaeologist would just willy nilly open stuff up that they found in a cave. Yes, that uh, that is uh, that's a big no no in the architect in the in the <laughs> architect not ar- archaeology no, archaeology archaeology. <laughs> oh, sorry, don't don't touch it. Oh yeah, the, just, yeah, yeah. Don't even touch it. You can. I mean, you could photograph, but don't use flash, you right? See it, you stop. Like yeah. you, and so like there's there's literally this. It's it's literally like a textbook. There's like figures. There's figures. Figure five. Figure. It's it, it looks like a textbook in this art of book, and it talks about June Moon, like her journey through this this thing. She went to the University of Metropolis on a on a research grant, and she's going through the Andes and, and all kinds of stuff. And then it, it talks about her whole like 127 hours moment where she gets caught in this central chamber of this mountain. And it's called the, the Tres Osos caves, which means three bears. Um, and Tres Osos? Osos. Osos. Like, like a bear. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> Bane's teddy bear when he was a kid. It's called Osito. Was it? Little bear. Mm-hmm. Anyways... Um, <laughs> So it talks about how she gets trapped in there and then she's like she's like kind of getting like this Jumanji effect happening on her where she's like she getting drawn to she's that She's getting figure. drawn to this relic and okay. she, and then this thing is like open me like please oh, break okay. it open. See that's okay. that's way better. That is not what they present in this this montage. Yeah. She just cracks that that little toy open like yeah. it was Yeah. It seems nothing. like it seems like something you like that's what I'm saying it's like it's weird that they make her a doctor but they don't explain the cuz if if you don't read if you don't honestly if you don't read what's being put on the title cards your thing is like oh damn millennial is like opening this thing that she <laughs> shouldn't be touching and it's like yeah that's a vibe i get is college kid mm. eh, thanks dad i'm here in south america oh mm-hmm. what is this let me crack it open Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't get the idea that she's a doctor or has any merit to to her character mm-hmm. other than she screwed up. But and in fact, like, is there any point in this movie where she uses the fact that she's like an archaeologist, like a doctor at any point in this movie? It's really they... just Cara Delevingne. Yeah, right. Like, okay, so so like yeah, there's no. no point in the plot where she has to be like exceptionally intelligent or anything like that. So then my question is why not just make her a college student? If you're going to cut all this down in the montage, why make her a doctor? Why not just make her a college student? Cause she certainly looks like a college student on a college trip of some sort <laughs> backpacking yeah. through South America. Like she mm-hmm. does not look like an archeologist. So why not just make her a college student? Like, does that affect the movie at all? Like, yes, it's a little bit of a, of a disrespecting middle finger to like the actual character in the comic books, but that's never stopped filmmakers before. So, so like, why, why not just have her be a college student? Why is she a doctor? I do not believe her as a doctor at all. Uh, So why why even bother? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, it, we're we're trying to chase the real here. I mean, that's like the whole that was like the selling point of Suicide Squad. Like, oh, I I want to chase the real. I want it to be Suicide Squad in 2018. And it's like, okay, uh, a college student messing with things that they shouldn't be messing with in like a ancient area. Like mm-hmm. that sounds. We talked about Green Inferno yesterday. Mm-hmm. This is some Green Inferno stuff. It sounds like you, a horror movie. You have. Yeah. You have the the naive college kid who's like, oh, I'm, I'm backpacking through South America. Look at me. Check out my Instagram. Well, look at this thing I found. And it's yeah. possessed. Like You maybe- could even do a thing, too, where after she gets possessed, that's when she starts becoming an archaeologist because she's being endowed with all of these memories of the Enchantress and all of these ancient artifacts. And she suddenly has all of this knowledge and stuff. And she's like using it to work her way up. And then Enchantress maybe like takes over her at one point, And then that's when Amanda Waller gets involved, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like evil Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. No. And or like, yeah, she's using, you know, if she was Enchantress before, then she becomes an archaeologist so that she can find her brother. Incubus. Oh, yeah. That's what I was. Yeah. Thinking. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So this is an amazing scene in the supposed air cut. I got to end that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what your guys thoughts are on Enchantress, the character itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate, I know you have some thoughts which are different mm-hmm. than my thoughts, but I think that the character is pretty cool. Yeah. Especially in the Ostrander suicide squad uh, series. Um, this whole Enchantress thing is, um, just a really, really great storyline in like the first half of that uh, Ostrander Suicide Squad run. The only the only thing is um, she's not ever treated as like the villain. She's like they're all treated like villains, mm-hmm. um, but she's she's like a legitimate part of the team. And June Moon is not on the Suicide Squad. June Moon is not a member of the Suicide Squad. She works for Amanda Waller, Enchantress is on the suicide squad. So if they need enchantress, June moon is like, I don't want to turn into her. Like that's the whole thing. And Amanda Waller and Rick flag have to sort of manipulate her into doing it. And she resents them for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the whole point of her is. This entire plot line where they turn enchantress into the villain of the movie is a monumental mistake. Uh, because it strips her of her character arc as a character in that original Suicide Squad uh, story. It strips her of that. It strips her character of any sort of personality because she just becomes this sort of uh, like just this faceless figure of evil um, that's just doing evil things for the sake of evil things and making sky beams because, God forbid, you make a superhero movie that doesn't have sky beams in it. Um, and it's, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a train wreck. It's awful. The fact that they didn't use the obvious choice of having the Joker be the villain of this, uh, like, like the obvious arc of this movie to me, if I'm, if I'm writing this movie or even fixing this movie, if they're like, okay, we have this second draft, we need another draft. What should we do? I think the obvious fix in this is that the Joker is trying to break out Harley Quinn 
But then at the end of the movie, you find out that he had an ulterior motive and that he actually didn't care about Harley Quinn at all. And he wanted some other thing. And then Harley Quinn chooses the Suicide Squad over the Joker. And that's the arc of the movie. Yeah, it's I think it's like that's bits and pieces that like I, I like I like that a lot mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, that's that's like, the that's the arc that's the obvious arc the emotional arc that this should have. Instead, we get a movie with no next to no emotional arc because no one cares about Enchantress except for Rick Flag, a character that none of us really care about when we're yeah. watching the movie. You know, he's so generic that it's like I don't really I don't care what this guy cares about. So I don't care about June Moon, and I certainly don't care about the Enchantress. Um, there's just no they strip her of all of her subtleties and and plight and all of her pathos like it's all gone um and that sucks because they just wanted sky beams man you gotta have sky beams yeah because there's potential there that's that's the that's the again the disappointing part is because there was potential but yeah they just went the other direction with it i think in the new 52 suicide squad run isn't like the first story arc like harley quinn does escape and they're like doing this thing where they send the rest of the team to go recapture her i think amanda waller's like i need that asset back and she's kind of like on the loose i think that sounds vaguely familiar yeah Yeah. 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 because she it ends with her capturing deadshot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she puts the joker mask the joker face that belongs to joker on him and she like pretends like he's this this is the new 52 first run the New 52, the first story arc. Okay. Like the, oh, the first their initial okay. run was that okay. she got out of control. She got out of the possession of Amanda Waller. And so the team was then supposed to capture. That was their goal. And that came out after. That might have been that might have been the second or third arc because that would have had to happen after death. And that was death of the literally family. just about to say that was like, did that happen yeah. after death of the family? Because nope. that's when yeah. they put the mask. Because it Joe's launched garage mask. like I remember Suicide Squad launched with the new 52. Mm-hmm. And so it can't be that first. arc. Yeah. It, the first arc was the first arc was good because it had the uh, it had uh, 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 King Shark in it as well. Yeah. That King first Shark arc. Was, mm, but he wasn't mm. in the second one. The redo. After they King like after yeah. after Harley Quinn like was about to get her own mm-hmm. uh, run, you know Amanda's run and everything like that, they put her in Suicide Squad first, and that was like the whole. Yeah, dealio that was. With I it. think that was the second. This the first arc of the second creative team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but the, but the idea is still there. Like the like it's right. Like the uh, how do you say like the 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 idea to you know it's there for you to take and put into film it's like you know you you have that plot already thought out and it worked it obviously worked the new 52 thing is the is what you're going this movie off of it's like the success of that um if i i could say there is a way to fix the enchantress still being the villain and that is to to gear up the the pathos for her you know, you have mm-hmm. Rick Flag and you know Amanda Waller just being the worst parts of the the society that you know the government and all that, and so make it that she is done with it, that she is you know she she has broken through. She's like she's like your 1984 type person who's throwing the sledgehammer into like the TV. Is like I'm I am breaking that. Like like I'm. You know, with the power of Enchantress or June Moon is like, I'm I'm going to break the system. I'm going to break the wheel of sorts. And so, like, lean into that. You know, mm-hmm. let us know that you're tired of being used as a tool and the oppression and all that. Like, push that envelope. 
because then yeah. I can get I can really get behind that. It's like, yeah, you know what? I am tired of being a pawn in society or a pawn in this in you know in the grand scheme of things. And and so if we can push that and not show Rick Flag as like a like a oh feel sad for me because my girlfriend uh, is a, is an evil monster anymore. But it's like, hey, yo, dude, maybe you're evil. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should stop like you know forcing people to be who they don't want to be. Like, let's do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why am I f- sorry for you? I should feel sorry for her. She's the one who gets our There's heart a lot of literally uh, broken. There, there, man, Joel Kinnaman is as Rick Flag was just such a wasted. That I mean, just cast like literally anyone else in that role you know um he's just such and like i mean i think part of the problem is that he's such an underwritten character in this movie um but it's i joel kinnaman doesn't do it any favors i don't think he's just a little too generic as rick flag and it makes it very difficult for me to care when he has no charisma whatsoever yeah honestly i stopped watching altered carbon because of him oh mm-hmm. really he's in that yeah i d- yeah I, I, every time i watch that show i like get distracted i start working on things i do my taxes <laughs> like i honestly am just like why couldn't it just be the asian guy in the beginning of the movie or the show i was like he's cool but like it's like joe kinnaman shows up and i'm like all right cool yep Move on. Yeah, I'm more. I'm more interested in season two because um, they've got um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Falcon is playing the character in season two. Um, what's oh, up? Oh, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, Anthony, uh, yeah, Anthony is Mackie is playing the character okay. in season yeah. two. There's a um, lot of people named Falcon, so I had to like. Yep, I was <laughs> thinking. I'm like, um, not happening. <laughs> like, who's Falcon this time? But um, <laughs> yeah, there's a. Yeah. It's so like I. Again, when I saw Suicide Squad a second time in theaters, it was because of Enchantress and it was because of just how cool these characters are. And I want to love this character way more. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the character a lot. Um, and I, I think she deserves justice. The, the DC Cinematic Universe, when it comes to their villains, they deserve more justice, which is the weirdest thing ever. All of them. They, the General Zod... Lex Luthor, uh, Steppenwolf for sure, mm-hmm. like Enchantress, Ares. Mm-hmm. They, there's if there's anything that the the studio has really backpedaled on, it's the the, the, the villains. villains, and yeah. they've been turning them into like they've been turning them into like Malekiths. And I'm like, yeah, can we stop that? Can mm-hmm. we go? Can we get our like our Thanos and our uh, uh, Eric Killmonger? Can we get those characters because? They're villains for a reason, like, and we need to know why. We need to know mm-hmm. why they're like that. Like, I need to care. Like, the the status of the villain in storytelling has been has been evolved. So why are we devolving back to static characters? Like, that mm-hmm. doesn't that doesn't help your film in any way, especially if it's already written. Like, you mm-hmm. already wrote the character to be this kind of in depth, you know, thing why are we stripping that away? It's already there. Like no one's exerting any more energy. It's already been done. So yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm really excited about, um, Orm. I think, I think he's going to be the best villain that they've had so far. Hopefully. Yes, absolutely. Um, Especially Orm and, and Cheetah. I think, I think Cheetah is going to blow people away. (laughs) Man, am I excited for some Cheetah? Yeah. Um, and I think Orm, especially because of our current, 
ecosystem kind oh, of sure. issues. Yeah. Like Orm is going to be one of those people. Like it's already a thing. Like people are already like, yo, hashtag Orm was right. Like oh, oh, it's yeah, like, of course, course he's right. <laughs> like we're like the worst things on this planet. Like, uh, they're even doing that with the Godzilla movie. Yeah, we're the plague. Yeah, we <laughs> are the plague. Release the mm-hmm. Titans. Cleanse this earth because we're just destroying it. So, yeah, I completely agree, Scott, and I hope we're right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know much about Shazam, so I don't know about villains. They always just seem – they seem like this classic static character, but um, – Yeah, I don't I don't know what their take on uh, – what's his name? Dr. Savini, is that his name? S- yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Savini. Sav- oh, man. I think it's like Savini. Yeah. Savini, something something like, like that. Something, yeah. I've I've read I've read quite a bit of uh, Shazam, but not enough to like memorize all the. I just know him and Black Adam and uh, Mister. Is it Mister Mind? Is that his name? The little worm dude from uh, Fifty Two. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, those are the three Shazam villains that I'm aware of. I don't know any others, but I don't know. Yeah, anyway. and with, with Steppenwolf, it always felt like one of those things where it was like, I feel like he is a slave who has to, it's almost like a silver surfer type thing where it's like, he has yes. to come and conquer this world. And I'm like, and I was really hoping to climb up to justice. League. I was like, Oh, I can't wait to see Steppenwolf. Like I'm hoping he has like this thing where he's like, I have to do this. Cause my uncle hates me and <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and it's like, I want, I wanted that side of him, but I got an action figure instead. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, and not even a particularly good action figure. (laughs) I know, (laughs) it literally was the action figure that if you bought like the the uh, the Justice League figures, you got like the one out of six pieces that built Steppenwolf, and it (laughs) was that action figure. And when I saw him in the trailer, I was like, wow, I thought he was gonna not look like that Mm. because usually Mm. they don't look like their action figure. They're just like, this is what a toy version looks like. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, dude. When the Injustice characters look better than the character in your movie, that's a bad sign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. You need yeah. to have better CG than a video game. Yes. Have you just go watch the Injustice 2 cutscenes and it's like a, a phenomenal movie. Like Yeah, just, I know. Totally. It's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Um there are some good moments in this uh Amanda Waller like back in the Cicada restaurant where they're mm-hmm. like he, like this guy is so jazzed they're like you got this witch like you got like this magic exists like it's an, an opening experience for this guy he's like i can't believe you have this like where is it and she's like in my pocket and it's like the line delivery is so good so good and and um i can't i don't have his name written down right in front of me but um the guy from Stranger Things, his line right after with the accent and everything. Now tell her why she won't turn you into a frog. Does he have an accent? He's got an accent right there. Okay, I can pump up. It's gonna say right here. Um, But like, yeah, it's it's so it's so good. Um, I'm gonna listen to his accent real quick. At New York, Thomas won't turn you into a frog. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It's like a classic Batman the animated series. Yeah, it's almost like Harvey Bullock type accent oh mm-hmm. sounded yeah yes. there you go sounds just it is like, a bullock yeah it's mm-hmm. so good and and it's one of those things that it's like i, I don't know if that was also part of, like y- the whole scene is a reshoot or i guess so because you're gonna like you're fast tracking this this character story right 
yes, character yeah. introduction. I don't know. So, I know. I think I think they just edited together the they they edited the scene that was shot into a montage of clips. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what a, that's what, a tra- that's what trailers are, right? We I mean, <laughs> yeah. We did learn. Hit that. Oh. Get that out of my ears. We did learn that um, there is a quite possible the the big. I I I think it's in this minute. I'm so see, Mark just gave me a, a hand signal. He's like, nope, next minute again. It's like, no, man. I think it's in this minute because um, this is 19. I'm a believer that this cut that we referred to happens after the line uh, in my pocket. Really? But what Scott is saying of how like this whole montage was a full scene and just split up into things. Now I'm starting to believe that the entire restaurant, like just her walking up to the restaurant was after the fact. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think so. Like Last week we were talking with Sam and we were trying to figure we were going to look. We for thought just the thing that we're going to the MacGuffin yeah, in just tomorrow's the Mac- minute. Yeah, just the MacGuffin in tomorrow's minute is was added in here. Mm-hmm. But now I'm starting to believe that the entire restaurant Cicada. scene was mm-hmm. added after the fact to. To incorporate the MacGuffin, of course, but to incorporate right. the MacGuffin, mm-hmm. and they also messed up because in week one we noticed that the Capitol building was not destroyed like it was in go. Dawn of Justice. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was like lights were on, they were mm-hmm. working. It's like this is literally the like the two weeks after mm-hmm. Superman died, so it's like, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that they didn't catch. So so yeah, so I thought that the cut was going to be here. But the but whole thing is the, the cut. The whole thing is the cut. So that that was my notes. Red and, alert. Uh, scratch them out because the notes don't matter now because we're going to just work with what we got. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this, I this whole cicada scene, both of them are, are reshoots, I'm convinced. Because this this the cicada scene, like it doesn't – in in the um, air cut, there's no room for this. What would be the point of this scene? Because it's just reiterating the stuff we just saw. That's why I think it's a reshoot. Um, mm-hmm. Because the only reason to have it here is to rebuild Act One into a ten-minute montage. Um, whereas, and and the the um, the uh, post-credit scene or mid-credit scene with Batman with Bruce is uh, is added after the fact too. Because if you remember, one of the things it was. The 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 mid-credit scene with with Bruce was added because of. Um, the response to the fact that like Donna, one of the things that people complained about with Donna justice is that there was no post credit scene. Um, I mean, they complained about a lot of things, but that was one of the things. And, <laughs> and I remember Warner brothers being like, well, we could fix that. Like <laughs> we could just add a post credit scene to suicide squad that we can do. Um, and I just feel like it was one of those things. Like this movie is just loaded with, like response Warner Brothers response to the way people talked about Dawn of Justice when it was in oh, theaters. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. and that's and I and I think that this this whole cicada restaurant scene, everything that takes place in this restaurant in this movie was the reshoot that they did to quote unquote fix the movie. Um when really they just broke it, but they thought they were fixing it. But you know what? Good on you, Viola Davis, for really selling this reshoot. Like, yeah, good on you. She, she, this woman. She, she works. It's so effortless her her acting ability. Mm-hmm. Like, she, like, 
you had us all fooled at the beginning that this was part of the movie, but now we're like, hey, this is a reshoot. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> this is a reshoot. Whoa, pump those brakes, But, like, Amanda. good on her. She, 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 you know, air cut, trailer house cut. It's like she makes the scene watchable, but it's obvious now when you think about how the scene, this scene itself about Enchantress's origin by itself, if it was just music and the scene itself explains what's happening. But on top of that now, we have Amanda Waller explaining what's happening. And then you have a title card, like a, a graphics card that explains what's happening. And it's like mm-hmm. they really need the audience to know what is happening. And it's like, I think we get it. I, th- I think we all got it. Like, let's move mm-hmm. on. But yeah, it's 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 a complete it's a complete butchering. It's it's definitely not like how a movie should should operate. It's definitely like it the 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 it's a montage. Everything's a montage. Montage yeah. is cuz that's what trailers are. Trailers are just a 2-minute montage of the film mm-hmm. to get you to watch it. And, and so And they 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 made a 90-minute trailer oh. <laughs> for for a movie that will never exist unfortunately <laughs> this was just the the trailer for the david air cut that's, that's yeah that's what we're watching now we're watching the world's biggest trailer and hoping that that film eventually comes out so did this mm. entirety in in this entire scene just completely downplay enchantress like yes. is her character now okay so scott says yes and is her character now just like out the window I just think we just—I think we just have June Moon now. If we had a or sequel, Cara Delevingne, or just Cara Delevingne. Did you guys see Valerian? Did you see Valerian? I did not. Scott, see did you see Valerian? No. no. I saw Paper Towns. I did okay. see Paper Towns. I read the book Paper Towns. You guys didn't, so have I. I read the book Valerian and saw the movie. So get out. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Get Out. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, I like Cara Delevingne. I like her out like as a person, mm-hmm. and I like her in what she does because she knows what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. But the problem is what they gave her. I mean, she just said, yeah, okay. I'll, yeah, I got it. But mm-hmm. it's like, give her more because she's I, the villain. Mm-hmm. Now. I'm yeah. I'm convinced there was a lot more for her to do in the air cut. And they just, they just cut it all down to nothing. Just no, no, uh, no confidence in your in your team, you know. Just no, whatever. Yeah, Not roll with the punches. <laughs> so I mean, that's that's the that's the that's the problem with Warner Brothers. They just have no no confidence in DC as a property, really at all. But all the confidence in the world with um with Harry Potter to the yeah, point I, where people pff, criticize those movies oh and they're God. just like they're just like no 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 it's fine they're great shush. You but know, they won't do that with the DC no, stuff. I, I have no idea. Maybe because there's so much source material no, for DC. You know why? Because J.K. Rowling would destroy the world if they tried to mess with her franchise. <laughs> like, yeah, d- maybe that's the that's the biggest thing. Is like she, she would shut the whole program down. She would. <laughs> she would just like, nope. like even can't do my the, movie. The Harry Potter worlds at the Universal place. Like she will not let her child get harmed. And that's the biggest thing that aggravates me is that w- there's no pushback on on the studio's pushback. Like yeah. what do you what do you Cuz DC, DC cuz they own DC, so DC has yeah. no power whatsoever. 
I can't believe it. it's just, it's the most disheartening thing. Like you 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 see the potential, and as we watch this film in Justice League all the time, like we see the potential, and mm-hmm. it's and and it's like it all it needed was someone to say, "Hey, how about we change this?" Like a like a little keynote that they give you, like, "Hey, how about we yeah. just do a montage here?" And it's like, can I say no? Is that like not an option? <laughs> Can we yeah. just like not and it's like that and, a, and as we learned with um with jeff johns i mean you know they put him sort of in creative control of all of this and he wasn't good he was just trying to make everybody happy and then that we ended yeah. up with kind of a, a a mess of things um wonder woman notwithstanding which you know is fin- fantastic um mm-hmm. but but for the most part like he was like, yeah, no, let's, yeah, Zach. Like I'm gonna make you, I'm gonna make you happy. Yeah, studio, I'm gonna make you happy. And then we just end up with a bunch of stuff that doesn't quite work because he's not willing to put his foot down. And so I'm glad that he's not in that role anymore. Now he's going back to like a more of a creative role, mm-hmm. which is where he belongs. Let's be honest, he's not, yeah. he's not a boss. He's a he's a creative guy, and that's he's an artist. That's where he should be. Um, but now that we have the guy from. Uh, the new line cinemas guy in charge of this stuff. I feel like we're going to start getting more of that creative pushback that we've needed this whole time. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree. I like, I see it even mm-hmm. like with the current, you know, I've, I've been calling it the second phase of this DC cinematic universe. And it, and it, it seems like there is one direction for each film and, and there has been no, no real problems like you know aquaman could come out just good like not great it could just be good and i would be so happy because it would just be one streamlined product that they were like here it is this is james wan's aquaman Mm -hmm. and i'll be like yeah this is great because it's just good like it's like it could just be a a b movie and i'd be like yeah i'm i will watch this a lot and enjoy it yeah and i can't wait to talk about it Minute by minute. <laughs> yep, we'll get so, yeah, um, we have some more stuff to talk about Enchantress, but we'll talk about it tomorrow in Friday's episode. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. And don't forget, we also have Man of Steel Minute and Dawn of Justice Minute if you want to catch up on some Batman, Superman goodness. We'll catch you guys tomorrow for Friday's episode.